Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez. Also, your co-host is Aaron Keller here. And today we have a brand new voice for the podcast, Captain Brian Bowles. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and he is our law, law administrator. <laughs> Can we boating, start over? It, no. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's actually the Boating Law Administrator. Boating Law Administrator. Yeah, that's correct. It's a long title. It, it is. is. I know. Yeah. I was trying to get us to start over so I could re-say that. Boating Education Coordinator is a pretty long one. Oh. And then we have Boating Education Coordinator. Don't forget Aaron Public Meyer. Information Officer as well. Right? And Make Public Information Officer. That's a super long title. It is. It is. Glad to be here. So Aaron's always here when we're talking about boating. Um, it's that time of year, especially with 4th of July coming up, people are going to be getting out on the water. So that's why we wanted both of you is here. And it's a big week for law enforcement out there. It's Operation Dry Water. So can you guys explain what this is? Yeah, usually I get to come on here and be all happy and tell you that we got a lot of water and the weather's great Do and we you? want you to get out there and go boating. Well, then I tell you to wear a life jacket <laughs> and everything else. But um, after the 4th of July, we're going to run Operation Dry Water. So Friday the 5th through Sunday the 7th, uh, law enforcement agencies from all 50 states are going to be out in force on the waters looking for uh, BUIs, looking for people who are drinking and boating. And uh, you'll you'll see us, that not just Endow. Everybody that, that's out or that... Uh, the is on Lake Tahoe. They'll be out in force. But not not just us, the Coast Guard, Douglas County. Like, there'll be lots of law enforcement out there. So if you're just having a good time and you're following all the rules, it not, it should be fine. But if you're out there drunk, they're probably going to find you and you're probably going to get taken off the lake in handcuffs. Um, Mead the same way. They're, they're going to be out there in force and down on uh, the Colorado River and, and wherever Arizona and, and Nevada combined, we're coordinating with them. So you're, you're going to see it. There's going to be a lot of law enforcement out there, and, and we're looking for people who are drinking and boating. There's going to be a lot of coppers out there on boats this weekend, or that weekend, rather. Good exactly. to know. Yeah. And I remember we were trying to plan some kind of event up there, and we didn't have any law enforcement to come to the event because they're going to be doing their jobs That's out correct. on the water. They're so that just goes to show no one is available. Like, everyone's out on the water. Yeah, they're... It's 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 all hands on deck, which is a boating term. So look at me go. Very good, right on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, just because I've done this for the last couple of years, and I helped my predecessor Ed Lingar uh, publicize this in the past. I know what the complaints are gonna be. <clears throat> it's the whole, oh, you know, law enforcement is just out there trying to ruin our our good time, and that they're harassing us, and and tickets are just a money maker. That's as far from the truth as it could possibly be. Uh, our, our game wardens do not enjoy harassing people, and our game wardens do not enjoy handing out tickets, and they certainly don't enjoy taking somebody off the lake in handcuffs. What they don't enjoy is looking for boaters that are in the wa that have been knocked into the water by someone else who was intoxicated and didn't see them and collided boats and knocked them into the water. What they really don't enjoy is having to go to families and tell them that their son or their daughter has died because an intoxicated boater ran over their jet ski or didn't see them in the water. So there are things they, they don't enjoy, but you know, handing out tickets and harassing people is not on that list. It's, it's, uh, it, it makes me a little 
it gets me a little heated because th- these are the guys that have to deal with the after effects of drinking and boating. And so they're out there trying to stop this at a, a elevated rate because they've seen what it looks like and they want everybody to go out there and have the best time possible but to come home safely and so if that means we got to ruin your weekend we're going to ruin your weekend and really you're not ruining the weekend i mean if they're following the steps they should it's a better weekend because everyone's safe and happy out on the water there's there's, uh, there's just always those people and i get it sort of is the when you picture it in your head the stuff we've been told by all the beer commercials is everybody on the boats, you know, music's blasting, you're shooting across the, the lake, and everybody's drinking a beer. Well, that equation doesn't work. Like, I don't know why we've been promoting that uh, through all the, the commercials and everything, but it's got now everybody has this picture of what boating is, and that's not what boating is. Boating is out there having a great time, but not drinking and uh, wearing your life jacket and knowing what you're doing with the boat. And that way, Everybody has this great time and they come off the lake safe, but you know. We don't have car commercials of everyone in the car. Uh, you and I have talked about that. Yes, There's no such car commercial where everybody's in the car shooting down the road, drinking and blasting music because that would be asinine. But for some reason, we're allowed to promote that image for boating when it's super dangerous to promote that. You know, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's really different environment out there when you get on the water um, because a fender bender on the water. Um, can turn fatal really quickly because you can't walk on the water. That's true. You go right under. And that leads us right into the next point, which is wearing your life jacket. Yeah, which, you know, I, I've, I say this every time, is the, the law says that there has to be a life jacket for everybody on the boat. But what we would like is for everybody to wear that life jacket because, especially in this situation, that what we've seen over and over and again is, let's say, that you know, you, you have a drunk boater. He doesn't know what he's doing. He slams into another boat. Several people get ejected from the boat. Well, you didn't have time to go to the cabinet where they pointed out where the life jackets were to get yours and make sure you had the right one. And you just got ejected from the boat. You don't have a life jacket. You probably got hurt. Like it, all sorts of things are going to happen now. And, and the life jackets are still sitting in the boat. So we would like everybody to wear their life jacket at all times. Like, see, this is why no one's ever going to invite me <laughs> onto a boat mm-hmm. because I'm this doom and gloom guy. But <laughs> Well, it's a great point. I mean, you're not planning on how competent your driver is right you're everybody else is out on the water doing their own thing i mean that's right and there's no traffic lights out there stop signs and traffic control out in the middle of the lake it only takes a a it only takes a minute especially on a busy holiday weekend like the fourth of july this year falls on a thursday so i mean everybody's going to be out there through this weekend for sure that's right and i mean Um, it's not just a a vessel collision that you have to worry about Uh, even near misses will throw a big wake at you and then uh, if you're not looking, you're right over the side. Even the, uh, which is funny, uh, one of the things nobody takes into account is that there's all these stressors that you have when you're on a boat that you don't even realize is going on, is boats are not quiet. And so you've got the noise, you've got the motion of the boat, you've got, uh, you don't realize you're doing it, but your body's adjusting to being on a boat because it's not like being on land. So you've got all these things with the wind and the noise and the vibration and the sun's beating down on you. You're having a great time, but you don't realize you're fatigued. Your body's dealing with all these things. And so even without putting alcohol into the equation, you're getting fatigued from these stressors. And then you throw alcohol on top of that. And you think you've just been sitting here driving a boat, but it's, it affects you so much more on the boat than it does on land. And what somebody pointed out to me is, and I'll have to take their words for it, but apparently when you're drunk, 
your balance gets messed up. Well, you've been on a boat. Your balance is already messed up on a boat because th things constantly moving back and forth. So now you put something in your system that weakens your balance on something where you really needed balance. It, it, there literally is not a, a worse decision than to be drinking and boating at the same time. It's actually about twice, um, twice as effective against the body, alcohol, um, on the water as it is on land. Really? So, you know, people think about, um, well, how many they can have before they drive home. Well, I've only had one, so maybe I can drive home. I'm not over the limit. And out on the water in a marine environment with all the stressors that Aaron mentioned, um, alcohol can actually work twice as, um, have twice the effect on your body. And so um, you don't know it. You that, that one that you may have had could be enough to make you impaired on the water and cause your judgment to be so poor uh, that it gets you in trouble. That's really mm. important to know. I didn't know that. Yep. Learning something new every day. It's true. Even so. the uh, even even with the sun and the heat, you know, you're sitting here sweating out all your water. You're not putting water back into your system. You're putting alcohol into your system, so you're dehydrated and you're throwing alcohol. Like, I could keep going down the list of why this is a terrible idea yeah. and why that's why they're going to be out there this weekend in force looking for this because. Man, this is just an this is just tragedy waiting to happen. And we do want people to get out there. We just don't want them. We you, like you said, you don't want our guys don't want to have to pull anyone over. I mean, they just want everyone to be doing what yeah, they should be and day, having you know, a good they, time. They, they, they're going to go around. They're going to make sure they're gonna, you know occasional boat checks where they're just going to make sure everybody has the the right safety equipment and and everything's as it should be. And you know. Have a nice day. Everybody goes out about their business, and we all have an awesome Fourth of July because let's all do this. That's let's what make oh. this happen. Like <laughs> Fourth of July on Lake Mead or Lake Tahoe, not the worst Fourth of July you're ever going to have, or any oh, of Nevada's waters. Yeah, it's great. And I mean, um, I think maybe the worm is turning a little bit with regards to to drinking and boating and drinking and driving overall. Um, I've seen in the last 15 years. I don't know about you guys. There's a shift in a lot of people's um, ideas around that. Uh, it's becoming much less acceptable than it was um, when we were going to high school. I won't say how many years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, with the rise of um, ride sharing like Uber and Lyft, people are thinking about, you know, planning their night so that they're not on the roads drunk. And they just need to translate that over to boating. Just designate a sober skipper, if you exactly. will. Exactly. And be out on the water. And then, you know, have your cocktails. But just have that one person that's going to say, I'll be the one um, to drive us home. And then everybody will be safe. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. It's the with Uber and all those that come up, it's so easy to get a ride home that now in boating, you do need to designate somebody just to. So two people know how to drive the boat. That's awesome, right? That's it. Take one of, one of you take a night off. Exactly. And then yep. go to the beach after <laughs> and have yeah. a drink and then Uber home right. and then everyone. Right. I'm not telling anybody to get drunk, <laughs> but yeah, go to the beach afterwards yeah. and have a good time. And then if, if you've had too much, by all means, get a taxi, get an Uber, get a whatever, but don't do it on the water. Yeah. Like, just have a plan before you go out and enjoy your adult beverages and fo follow your plan. Mm -hmm. It's really planning ahead. We say that every time. I feel That's like I might have, we might have just come up with our retirement company. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. A boating Uber. Boating Uber. <sighs> How would that you better get work? on it because people are going to hear this now, and they could take that idea. Yep. So that's a great idea, though. I 
Floating see it. Taxi. I see it in the future. I guess they it's have coming. Those. And yeah, wear a life jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yes, wear a life jacket. <laughs> right on. So again, what is the date of um, Friday through Sunday, uh, the fifth through the seventh is going to be Operation Dry Water. Okay. I mean, obviously, we have law enforcement on the water at all times, so there's a good chance if you're drinking and boating. Any day could end poorly for you. But That's right. We're out there. Friday through Sunday, if you were planning on breaking the law, it's probably a really bad <laughs> idea. Bad. And they're going to be. just went way down. Yeah. 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 yeah so gonna law enforcement's going to be at the boat launches. They're going to be on the water. They're going to be. This all is multi agency. Multi agency. National. 50 states and Puerto Rico and Guam. Like everybody. If any state that, that you're in. For the for the foreseeable future, if if you were planning on drinking and boating, it's probably going to end in a nice trip off the lake in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And we're highlighting these points right now just because of that campaign. But these are really things you should be doing, right, all year long. Mm-hmm. No, and, this, and that's why we we joked about it, and I just said it earlier. I get it. Every time you have me on this podcast, I'm going <laughs> to tell you I don't want you drinking on the boat. I'd like you to wear a life jacket, and I'd like you to take a boating education course, which is why no one's ever going to ask me to be on their boat. <laughs> but Come on our boat, Aaron. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But uh, w- what I brought this up to Keller the last time is literally if, if the, you followed those three rules, I wouldn't have a job because the number of boating deaths would be cut by like 93%. Like it's insane. If you do three things – how much you're almost income. guaranteed to come off the water safely and ha- and after having a great day instead of you know us looking for your body or or you know contacting your your next of kin exactly yeah. well not to end this part yeah. of this portion of the podcast on a heavy note but um we are out of time for the first half but when we come back Brian, we have a bone to pick with you. Uh oh. <laughs> so we'll be right back after this quick break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Before the break, we were talking about Operation Drywater, which is July 5th through 7th. Law enforcement will be out in full force on Nevada waterways, so we're asking people to follow the law do their part to stay safe out there. And um, we were talking to Brian Bowles and Aaron Meyer. And Brian, this is exciting to have you in on this podcast. We were saying Aaron comes in all the time, which is always a joy. Thank you. But it's exciting to have you because you are now four months in? Yes, four months in. And explain your position for people that don't know. I'm a game warden captain, so I'm part of the law enforcement division here at Endow. And... um, my job is the boating law administrator for the division and the state of Nevada. Um, so that means that I run the program of law enforcement on the water um, for Endow, for the state, as well as I'm the liaison between the state of Nevada and the U.S. Coast Guard um, to promulgate the Coast Guard's mission of recreational boating safety. Uh, we operate through a grant from the Coast Guard for our recreational boating safety uh, activities in the state, and I'm the person that um, gets there in the middle and, and Uh, works out that grant money and then um, tailors our law enforcement boating program to meet the needs um, of that grant and the needs of our citizens. That's a big role. Can we just point out that he used promulgate in that? (laughs) 
It was good. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think I've ever used that. That was a big word. It was good. <laughs> That is that, that's impressive. a first. You yeah. should have like a poster up here for you know big fifty cent words. <laughs> we so yeah. when we do have a thing that when uh, biologists come in and they use big words, you have to explain that big word to the audience. Okay. Because you can't go all biologists. So for you, you can't go all law enforcement. Okay. Well, to promulgate, um, as far as I understand it, <laughs> means um, to um, go forward in creating. So. Okay. Touche. (laughs) (laughs) Not very law enforcement (laughs) at all. (laughs) Right on. And so you, coming from your background. Okay, so I was was born and raised uh, here in northern Nevada. Um, I'm a Reno native. And um, I went out and had an adventure in my late 20s. I decided to enlist in the U.S. Coast Guard. Oh, awesome. And so I spent six years um, all on the east coast of the country. Um, learning all things Coast Guard and law enforcement on the water um, and how to navigate big ships and drive them and how to um, drive the little boats. When I say little boats, the Coast Guard um, small boats are uh, 47 feet long, 41 feet long, um, and then on down. So the cutters are over like 65 feet and below that they're called small boats even though they're pretty big. Um, So I learned to drive those uh, in a search and rescue and law enforcement capacity. and I loved it, um, but I ended up uh, having a family and um, coming back to Nevada. Got a job in law enforcement here working for uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles um, law enforcement. So I did fraud investigations and oh, wow. all sorts of things, um, DMV. Uh, but I always had my, my heart was always on, on boats and on the water. And so when I saw this position come open, I, I tried hard to get it. And thankfully, I was successful. Perfect fit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So what are what's your vision for the program moving forward? Well, it's just to um, bring whatever level of professionalism that I was trained in at the U.S. Coast Guard with regards to uh, maritime law enforcement and recreational boating safety, which is what um, you know I lived and breathed for six years, um, and see if I can bring any of that experience to bear on how Endow is doing their mission. I was going to say, so clearly you're just you're not qualified for this job. Not at all. <laughs> all <that laughs> not at all. all that boating experience. <laughs> Uh, I guess my follow-up question would be then, so how does that work? I mean, op- obviously that sets you up to have a great relationship with the Coast Guard because oh, you yeah. know the inner workings of the Coast Guard, right? I so. do. Yeah, I was I was one of those guys once. Right. Um, just recently, Aaron and I went up to the change of command at the Coast Guard station on Lake Tahoe, um, which in back in the Coast Guard, we used to refer to that station as station vacation. Right. Because uh, no it's, on, a, it's yeah. on an alpine lake. It's gorgeous up there. And it's a very, very small unit. It's the smallest station in the U.S. Coast Guard, small boat uh, search and rescue station. So the crew gets really tight. Um, and it's just a, it's an amazing place to be you had to you had to know somebody to get a job to work up there with right. if you were active duty but they just had a change of command that, that we attended um and got to see a little pomp and pomp and circumstance i think aaron was a little bit impressed i do like pomp and circumstance yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, at, i've been through a few of those um standing as you saw you know um at parade rest um with the rest of the uh, the active duty members this is the first time i was an honored guest so to speak which was cool yeah um very cool. He, w- he was actually very funny because uh, there were a lot of officers there, and it was, you know, a, like, like you said, a lot of pomp and circumstance, but this is someone who's been trained to know the chain of command and who he should salute. And who, and so he's not in the Coast Guard anymore, but his brain wants him to salute certain number oh, of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been 14 years since I was active duty, and, yeah. I, you know, when you, you see a, he an officer with four stripes on their shoulder walking up, it's like, I need to salute, but really I don't. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so he funny. literally had to keep telling himself not to salute, but yet um, I was just super excited 
just to see it because uh you know here's a new chief coming in uh gonna give out a little little uh shout out to colt fairchild our new chief up there mm-hmm. he's a i think he's gonna do some great things but when he spoke with uh with captain bowles you know they're sitting there that they're both concerned about safety on the water and then he realizes that not only is is our captain you know in charge of all things boating in nevada but he's also you know a- used to be active coast guard and their eyes lit up and you could see the wheels turning. Like I, I think this is going to be a, a amazing partnership between yeah. us and the Coast Guard because they they know he knows how they do it and yeah. what they do it and why they do it and and you could tell they were very excited to have a former That's Coast awesome. Guard guy. Yeah, I just want to go drive their boat real fast. I haven't <laughs> driven. <laughs> I haven't driven those metal sharks that they have now. Those those boats awesome. up there are no joke. How big is that boat? Uh, I think it's a twenty six. I never got to drive that one. Uh, um, the safe boats, which is what which is what we run here um, in Nevada. Um, they were just coming into the Coast Guard, um, and, and Safe Boat is a, is a brand of boats. It's the law enforcement um, boat that, that the Coast Guard bought many years ago. Um, and I learned to drive the 25-footer of those, and mm-hmm. it, it's like a Ferrari on the water. It's I a mean, pretty it's big a, boat, too. It's amazing. That's our new boat that we have at the lake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got to yeah, drive that boats. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I can drive it like you stole it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's got some high-performance... Uh, um, stuff in there that, that that really make that thing scream on the water if you know what you're doing, and those guys know what they're doing. And um, I just want to drive their new boat because that's bigger, fa- probably bigger, <laughs> yeah. faster than the ones I'm used to, the ones we uh, have. So now, as former Coast Guard, what's the odds of them letting you drive their boat? Probably high. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, you better get on. What's it. the odds of them letting Ashley drive their boat? <laughs> Not as high. <laughs> 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 I can try. Um, well, we're really excited to have you here, and we're excited to have you in the podcast with us. And I really didn't have a bone to pick. I was just trying to, for the break, I said I have a bone to pick with you. I just wanted to keep some drama going, keep our listeners. It was very dramatic. I was on the, <laughs> yeah. under my seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even, even we didn't know what the bone was. Yeah, everyone's yeah. like, what's the bone to pick? There is no bone. We're just excited to have you here. So Thank we wanted you. to hear Thank you. about you. And, and now you came at... You know, we're getting right into boating season, too. I know. it's It's been a bit of a whirlwind for me. Just, um, you know, new uh, department and division, new coworkers, new job, and bang, here it's summer and boating season. So. <laughs> Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good time to be outside. Yeah, it's a way to jump in the deep end. Yeah. Very and fun. then anything you guys want to say to boaters? Um, I know we talked about the doom and gloom, but, um, I mean we want people to get out there it's it's a good year for boating i mean there's nothing like boating when you get out on the water i I really don't know how to describe it but it's you know it's a feeling of freedom um you're really out there in nature uh, no matter where you go whether it's a river or out at sea definitely out at sea you feel that and uh up at tahoe which is you know the closest big body of water to us here you have the 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 environment of all all the mountains and the uh the trees all around you and it's just an amazing amazing occupation to have for myself and it's amazing an amazing recreational opportunity for everyone out there so i yeah. like i was gonna say and you were down on mead what a couple of weeks ago yeah i was down on mead i mean um doing an area familiarization with our uh, with our southern region lieutenant down there and um we ended up he just was showing me that you know the entire lake and we got out on um, the virgin basin of lake mead which is um, the next basin over from the one that's most heavily trafficked and we were the only boat on the water um you know in in the morning there wasn't a the water was glass and lake mead really is i mean it's the grand canyon but flooded i mean it it starts right where the grand canyon ends so it's the same kind of you know 
topography that you're, you're now in a marine environment yeah and seeing those beautiful buses buses buttes and mesas Mm -hmm. um, I think that could be a new that word. That could be though. a new word. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't ask me to explain that one because I just made it up. But um, <laughs> no, it's gorgeous. If you love, um, you know, the desert solitude down there, there's no better place to do it on, on the boat. Every time I get out on the water, I said it last podcast was every time I get out on the water, I was like, why don't I do this more? Exactly. Yeah. I tell myself that every day. I don't, <laughs> I, I need to get out boating. I need to find a friend with a boat. Yeah. So. See, that's the thing. You, you need to find friends <laughs> yeah, with boats. Seriously. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any friends. So, so you got a job with boats. Yeah, so I had, <laughs> to, I had to get a job with boats. <laughs> no, you've said it. You have friends. They just don't want to let you yeah, onto their boat. Yeah, they don't want to let me on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> you come uh, bearing life jackets. Exactly. <laughs> Wear this. So, and then Aaron, you, I mean, for people that are listening, you do hand out life jackets. You give away life jackets for free. We give away all sorts of yeah, there's really safety things. Yeah, really no excuse to not have a life jacket because uh, at most of the bodies of water in Nevada, there's, you look around, there's probably a life jacket loaner station somewhere around there. Cause we granted, we don't want you to take it home with you, but if you, if you're getting on your boat and you realize you're missing a couple or some are a little old and shredded, there's a station right there by the dock and, and you can grab a couple or three or four, however many you need. Cause I would prefer that you were safe rather than worried about how many you're taking off the rack. So by all means, we want you to, to do that. And then, you know, we're, we're, our game wardens are out there. And unfortunately, if they notice you don't have enough life jackets, you're probably going to get sighted. But then they will hand you a life jacket to make up for that because they want everybody to be safe. So we're, we're constantly handing those out. And, and mm -hmm. we just want everybody to be safe. We want you to have fun. Yeah. We're doing all we can right. do to make it happen, it's, too. It's the old uh, uh, Jerry Maguire, help me help you situation yeah. where That's right. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to ruin anybody's day. I'm trying to make sure you have fun and come home safe. Yep. And then we also wanted to tell people to keep an eye on our social media. You're going to be sharing some. We all, you've already shared some beautiful pictures. Yeah, the the, the boating program has taken over. Uh, well Instagram, not, not completely Check taken out over, but we have taken <laughs> over Nevada uh, Department of Wildlife's Instagram, Instagram and Facebook. This week we will be posting, uh, you know, lots of nice pictures with boating where we, we I may just tell you to have fun out there, or there is a good chance I'm going to tell you to wear a life jacket or don't drink and boat or take a boating education course or any number of, of helpful tips that are not meant to ruin your day. Just, just helpful tips. But then next week you should see a pretty solid amount of social media where we're telling you all the reasons why drinking and boating are a bad idea just to help promote Operation Dry Water. Exactly. So don't roll your eyes when you see my posts. <laughs> this and, and you can still like it even if it's you know, law enforcement. You can still like that or share it and help <laughs> me help you. This All week, right. you did a great job of pairing a tip with a beautiful picture that would make you want to get out on the water, though. Right, because so I want you out there. people can't hate you too much. No, yeah, it was the uh, the, the whole idea that, that there are worse places to be than in the middle of a lake on a day like today. However, there are also a very few worse places to be to be out in the middle of the lake and run into trouble and not know what you're doing out there to get yourself out of that trouble which happens if you don't take a boating education course and so that was my tip for the day was mm -hmm. by all means take a boating education course i mean I, obviously and you guys know this i was fairly novice when i took this job over and uh when i took the boating education course i was stunned how much stuff comes up in that that once you're out on the water all of that stuff is really necessary to know mm -hmm. it's and all happening around you yeah. all the time 
Well, I hate to be the bad news messenger, but we're out of time. You guys took us for a doom and gloom podcast, as we call it. You guys really... I thought it was enjoyable. That was great, yeah. It well, that's good. Filled I, the time and else does. I was nodding my head the whole time. It's great to have you here, Brian. Aaron has a bone to pick with me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll pick our bones later because right. <laughs> now we're out of time. But thank you both for being here and thank you, everyone, for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.